time for the Brotherly Love Podcast. Keeping it real on the Philly sports scene since 2014. If anybody in their right mind is worried about Jalen Brunson translating the next level, then they didn't watch him play. I believe their team is destiny, man. I really do not think that they're going to be denied. Whether it's the fight Bills, the Birds, the Fly Guys, the Process, or a national headline, these two beauties are talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. Here's your host, Joe O'Donnell. Stop feeding John me to car bombs. Run the ball, control the clock, don't do anything stupid. And John Mita. Kids out there, make sure you practice your free throws. Dear God, give me an interview with the Eagle Scouting Department. I know I can be better. All right, all right, what is good on the Brotherly Love Podcast? Woo! I know you can do better than the Eagle Scouting Department, John Mita. Up until last year. Wow. February changed everything. Yeah, they're doing a good job. There's no no argument there. We are live from Stone Harbor, New Jersey, and it is hot as balls out. <laughs> it is a cooker. In fact, there will be no Instagram posts, no Facebook posts no. for the Brotherly Love podcast because I'm half naked. Yeah. This could be the Mighty Whitey podcast. I, right I set this up poorly. I'm directly in the sunlight. The equipment's in the shade, although the equipment might break down sooner you're half in the shade and and just before we started i couldn't deal with the sweat rolling down my pasty scrawny body anymore so if you haven't thrown up wherever you're listening tonight today it's amazing it it's the sun's it, out guns out version it, this is a sight to be of the brotherly love podcast absolutely it's uh it's a pressure cooker but uh we're loving it. And just as I say, no photos of today's podcast, photos are being taken. As we speak. And this is probably, what, the third one we've done from the upper deck? Yeah, at it's least. Stone Harbor, 9801. And real quick, I just saw, uh, we're going to dedicate this podcast to my lovely wife, Shauna. And uh, she's been such, you know, inspiration for me. She knows how passionate I am about this podcast. And uh, so this one goes out to her. So hopefully we make it a good one. I kind of went off the rails last night, so uh, I don't know what to expect, people. I don't know. It might not be my best effort, but I'm going to give it everything that I have. This is only not a live <laughs> and in-person Stone Harbor edition of the Brotherly Love Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at Beloved Podcast. But it's also a Bloody Mary edition Absolutely. of the podcast. Got to get back in the game. So what are they got, called? Hair of the dog? You got shirtless me and Bloody Mary Mita. That's it. That's, that's it. what we're rolling with. Found uh, a new great mix, too. It's called, like, American Spoon. It's fabulous. So you, you tracked it down yourself? Oh, I just no, it was, like, in the cabinet downstairs with a great find by Sue. And um, I just ordered a couple bottles on Amazon or their site. Nice. And then you what, Bloody what Mary. What separates it from the other Bloody Mary mixes? Well, it comes with a little bit of fire, a little zip to it. I like my bloodies kind of spicy and uh so it's got some horseradish in there and a little hot sauce and a little pepper, some other type of spices that are in there. There's all types of goodies in you this You like one. your life spicy, so I'm not surprised Whew. by this. I'll tell you what's spicy, this weather right yeah, now. Man. Talk about spicy. Literally leaking. <laughs> I, we haven't even – There's a, talk about hot takes. Yeah. Uh, it looks like I ran through a sprinkler to get here. I'll tell you what, though. If, you know, it's, it's hot, but when I was in the Dominican Republic, I mean – that's a whole new sun down there, yeah. buddy. Maybe we should stop BSing and get to it so we can get done. 
There we go. Post this thing. All right. SoundCloud and iTunes. All right, uh, Johnny Mita, let's start with the fighting fills because I'm pulling an executive order here and say, saying we need to talk baseball first because the fighting fills are on Sunday night baseball this evening on ESPN. And I can't remember the last time they're on Sunday Night Baseball. It's got to be two, three seasons at least, full that's, seasons. That's a great question. Um, I tried to – I tweeted at the Phils this morning from the Brotherly Love Podcast account, nice. Happy Love Podcast. Shockingly, no response. Hmm. Shockingly. I can't believe that. Um, it's hard to believe, Eric. And I asked uh, – <laughs> I also put ESPN stats and info on there because I thought they'd have something like that. But, I I mean, it's got to be the 2011 season when they won 100 games, right? They had to be on a ton then. Well, I – But I'm, then what, how far off, you know, the wagon did they go from there? Honest to God, the last time – Because it was time, kind of a slow decline for about a year. Yeah. And then it got real bad. Well, the last time I can remember them on Sunday Night Baseball and probably all the people in this country and across the world – the Phillies were playing the New York Mets Sunday night baseball, and during the game it was announced that Osama bin Laden has been killed. People were hugging in the stands. That's honestly, God, that is the last time I can remember the Phillies being on Sunday night baseball. Now, what, what year was that? Yeah, that's that had to be. Bin Laden raid. It's 2011. 2011. Well, there you go. That Boy. could be it. That, that'd be unreal. Maybe Six one years? more, maybe one more time that year. Yeah, that season. But in 2012, they finished 81 and 81, and from there it was downhill. And usually ESPN is not going to run. They don't yeah. even give you a token game of the, you nah. know, the Devil Rays Yankees, and the Tigers if they, if they both stink. So, yeah. anyway, it's great for the Phils. Um, you know, Nick Pavetta's on the mound. will probably give up 15 runs tonight. The Phils will get blown out because they're on national TV. That's the way it works. But uh, playing good baseball, first two games against the Nats. Phillies have won them both, and right now the Phillies are 41 and 33. I'm gonna say those numbers again: 41 to 33. It's, it's, those are good numbers. It's, if it's, you're a Philadelphia sports fan, we've touched on this before. It's amazing. You know what I mean, I want you to look at the numbers. Yeah. What does that look like to you? At 41 and 33, eight games over 500. Johnny Mita, do you remember a football score that looked like 41? I do. That's that's a great call. How's great, that omen? Great get by you. Well, I saw that on Twitter. I'd <laughs> like to claim it my own, but other people have been tweeting. In fact, I believe the Phillies tweeted it out first and yeah. said, hey, we're 41-33. Well, Go I Birds. I think the recent success of the team, you got to look at since Reese Hoskins has come back from yep. that brutal injury that he yeah, had. Yeah, that weird foul ball off Yeah, he's been jaw. tearing the cover off the ball. Yeah. And the fact that nobody bats on this team and they still have that many wins, and when I say nobody bats on this team, like their batting average as a oh, team's got to be, yeah. what, 240? A couple guys are climbing the ranks. Yeah. A couple guys are climbing the ranks lately. And baseball is a very, let's be honest, you get very uh, streaky, and we've seen that, especially from these younger players on the Phillies roster. Uh, but you could certainly argue that Hoskins – resurgence has helped and sometimes that can be infectious one guy starts hitting the ball you get two guys hitting the ball now right right now you've got Cesar Hernandez feel good about himself don't look now but Carlos Santana who was hitting 156 in April notoriously is now slow starter moving his way up the, the Mason Dixon line. Um, he's <laughs> top five in the National League and walks and RBIs I think that's a very underrated uh, part of Santana's game especially again you pay him a lot of money and he doesn't get off to the best start. And so 
instantly everybody's going, what the hell? Uh, but he, you know, he's coming around. Obviously, Herrera as streaky as it gets. Doobie. But, um, you know, you look, Cesar Hernandez now at 268. You know, you put together, like the Phillies have, you know, 8 to 10 games of good offense. Those numbers can really can really surge. Hoskins at 252. Herrera's back over 300. Santana now has gotten a 229. Again, he was at 156 at the end of April. So it's baby steps in that regard. Michael Franco had a four-hit game yesterday. And the Phillies right now are in a wild-card spot. They're second place in division. And this stretch of games is huge, man. You've got third game against the Nats tonight, national TV. Then you've got the Yankees for four. Yeah. And then you've got and the Nationals again. again. So right. you have ten games against D.C. and New York, good baseball teams. It's going to tell us a lot. Absolutely. What a stretch it's been also. I mean – and they got done winning, would they win three series in a row? Yep. So against decent teams, you had the Cardinals, you had the Brewers. I mean, it's 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 gonna be exciting because when this when this group is able to well, we'll see what Matt Clintac does, but it'll be very interesting to see if they're, you know, gonna be buyers at the trade deadline. Because all types of rumors have been flown that number one, they're looking for a closer. That's kind of a situation that Needs to be ma- yeah. nailed down. Well, they don't have one. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> no, they don't have one. And, yeah, their bullpen has just been, even though Gabe will just, you know. Well, they're going to get Nishak back. Oh, Nishak. You know, the side late arm, inning specialist. Oh, uh, yeah, the sidearm fireballer. But he can't hurt, you know. No, and no. And, you know, out of veteran presence to that bullpen certainly will be a big boost. And it's kind of like making a move because he hasn't played all year. So we'll see how much Nishak can help. Here's some big games for the Phils. I can't stand Gabe Kapler. Uh, you and I and the rest of Philadelphia were ready to stab him after one game. Then I was like, all right, they're playing well. I like it. Uh, now he's becoming a hate-the-face guy for me. Yeah, well, I, I, I think – I don't I, like the stand on the top step of the dugout, thumbs through his belt buckles, pens in his jersey, <laughs> shaved arms, oiled up, oiled looking up. like he's doing bicep curls in between innings. Oh, like there's gosh. something about him. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you say hate the face, I think the other thing, what it comes down to, and I heard the great Ray Dinger kind of discuss this with Glenn Macdown yesterday, is that it's like the authenticity of what the guy says. You know, he wants to paint the rosiest picture. Yes. But as Philadelphia fans, yeah, and we this, ain't down with that. One of the best fan bases, like, you got to be real with this at times, you know. We know what it looks like on the field, so don't sell me how great the bullpen yeah. was. When they're getting destroyed. Yeah. Don't like, sell me Adam Morgan. And listen, I'm all about. legitimate arm. Right. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You Adam know? Morgan. Jesus. I can't believe he's still on the team. He just got his first major league save. Shaved his beard, too. It doesn't look like such a mountain man anymore. Uh, Maybe good. that helped him. Absolutely. More but, aerodynamic on the hill. But I'm with you with Gabe. Like, he's done a great job. I mean, let's face it. He's done a pretty good job. Yeah. But he's a weird cat. He's just. But please, like. If your team gets blown out and pretty much nobody plays well, yeah, then you can't sell us that, well, this was just the most harmonious experience that, you know, I mean, he just says some weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's a weird dude. He is a weird dude. We should come up with a list of top, like, top ten odd Philadelphia figures, whether it's athletes, coaches, managers, front office people. Yeah. At some point, we should do a top ten, like, just weird ducks. You know Weird, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my like God. Like, Briscaloff would be in there. Oh, Briscaloff, master of the, the universe. Uh, oh, I'll tell you who's in there, football-wise. Who? 
James Harrison. What a weirdo. Well, I'm just saying Philly. Oh, okay, Philly. Yeah, oh. we'd have to come up with some Philly. The old weirdo team. Yeah, mm. guys that guys that graced our presence and were just <laughs> different. Just oddballs. Yeah, you there's know? a lot of them. I like that. We'll have to do that. Do that sometime. All right, let's jump to the Sixers, my man. Because let's talk the draft, NBA draft, uh, man. Woo! The draft was from a Philadelphia perspective certainly interesting. Uh, let me just take you through my emotions. Sure. Bridges is on the board. Oh my gosh, they're going to get Mikael Bridges. You know, I've become a Nova fan lately. I'm I'm all in on the Bridges train. They draft him. I'm like, the second they put his photo on the screen on a basketball court, I was like, this is our answer to Jason Tatum. Yeah, absolutely. Length, athleticism, get to the rack, shoot the ball, good player, high basketball IQ. And I hate to think you'd ever draft to to match up with somebody else's rookie, but if Boston is going to be a superpower in the East for at least a few years, and the Sixers think they're going to contend as well, and we all know the Sixers passed on Tatum last year, yeah. how do you make amends for it? Don't. You get a wing player that can basically, okay, here's your Tatum, here's our Tatum. Yeah. And then an hour later he's traded. Now, the bigger picture, I'll let you break it all down, trading Bridges to the Suns, getting a draft pick in there, uh, then getting Zaheer Smith. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. So uh, take us through, from your standpoint, Smith's upside, if he stays, and what you think the bigger picture of all this is for the Sixers. Gotcha. So this was just outrageously crazy to, to watch. They draft Bridges, who is, is a guy I went all along. There were three guys that I targeted. Mikhail Bridges was number one. If he wasn't on the board, I would have taken Kevin Knox, who actually the Knicks took at nine. And then my third one that I would have taken would have been Zaire Smith. So, great. We got one of the three players. Right. Um, to trade, this just smells. I, I've been saying this. I said it draft night. This smells like the inner workings of a, a deal for Kawhi Leonard. Zaire Smith is very similar to Kawhi Leonard. You know, he has great length. He's about 6'8", athletic as hell. Um, very offensively raw. Uh, I would say Kawhi Leonard is was a more polished, better shooter. It's another thing, the Sixers, with Mikael Bridges, right? You get a guy that you know they can shoot the ball. Yeah. With Zaire Smith, you're like, eh. But it just – and then and then they pick they pick Landry Shamit at 26. And that, to me, smells like the, the replacement for Tony Parker. So here's what I thought what the deal would look like. Yeah. If you give him Zaire Smith, Landry Shamit, that's two first-round picks, 16-26. Right. Then. 10 and 26. Yeah. Well, essentially. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. 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 But 10. You're right. Sorry, because right. they got yeah, bridges. 16-26, yeah. right? Then you give up that pick that they acquired in the deal with Phoenix, that 2021 unprotected pick through the Miami Heat, and you throw in a guy like Robert Covington. That would give San Antonio, that's a good deal for them. You're getting two first-round draft picks, another first-round draft pick to be determined, and that pick's so important if people don't know. It's 2021. That could be the first year where they let high school kids back into the whole draft process. And you get another 3D Robert Covington season veteran. Three first-rounders. Sounds first like the are sort of. Um, and, and then you keep starting folks. to rebuild right there right, on the spot. Exactly. And they're probably going to trade LaMarcus Aldridge, too. He eats up a big number. Tony Parker's older than dirt. But Manu Ginobili, he's on his he's last still legs. still alive? Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, and then that way you don't have to give up Markel Fultz and Dario Sarge if you were to do it that way. Right. And I don't know who could put a better deal together. Everybody says, well, Boston might be in the mix. Yes, they do have some great assets. Maybe like a guy like Jalen Brown gets thrown in that deal. But honest to God, this smells like they're they're going to go get Kawhi Leonard. Right. All right. Now, let me let me just back this train up for a minute. And then they Leonard have four is, second Leonard round has picks. one year. Yeah. Right? Yep. What does he bring? If the Sixers can acquire him, what does he bring? Oh, he's a top three player in the league. Really? Honest to God. Can LeBron, Durant, and Leonard is right Leonard. in there. Leonard. The Greek freak. He's better. I mean, Leonard is a top, like, he was a finals MVP. Like, he is the real deal. I mean, he's a lockdown defender. I mean, and the other piece of the puzzle, you know, you got Brian Winhurst, Mr. Cleveland. You know, he discussed months ago that if Kawhi were to go somewhere, you might see LeBron follow. And could this be the chip to get? And the beautiful thing is the Sixers, people that hate Sam Hankey, have all the money in the world to right. sign two bigwigs. They already said it got leaked or released that they would be willing to offer LeBron James and Paul George the max contract. So... Yeah. Did you appreciate Brett Brown's honesty in the press conference afterwards? Yeah, I mean, that, that's... Because, look, when it went down, the way it went down, drafting Bridges, he puts on the Sixers hat, his mom works for the team for crying out loud, he does an interview, yeah. and then an hour later he's gone. It just looks bad. And the Sixers PR staff has been taking... They are bombed up and depleted like Afghanistan the last five weeks. Between yeah, the mean, Colangelo Twitter thing, oh. and now you draft a hometown kid, essentially. Right, and everyone and goes the crazy. Whole, all, every sports bar in Philly is high-fiving and fist-pumping. Right. Exactly. And then, you, and then you deal them. It's just like, what? Exactly. Like, I'm, thank goodness I didn't go on an NBA shop and buy my Bridges. Uh, I know people hour. were about to do that, too. Seriously. And, so, I mean, it looked bad. It didn't. Yeah, but, I mean, I do had like. to do it the way they did it, I guess, because yeah. the Suns came calling. So. It, and I listen, mean, if we can't get a deal together for Kawhi Leonard, I, I do like the draft picks. I like Landry Shamit, too. A lot of people don't know him, but he is a, a lengthy point guard, right? So he'll be able to – and I'm sorry for all the T.J. McConnell lovers out there. but And he's done a great job, you know, getting into the league and staying in the league. But this guy can shoot the lights out, and that's what they need. They need somebody that can get their own shot, just like you touched on before – kind of what everybody expected Markel Fultz to be. So I like what they got. Um, they traded all their second-round picks. Um, they acquired another guy, another shooter, athletic wing player. His name's Shake Milton out of Southern Methodist. He shoots the ball well. So they're adding firepower. I just – the way he was picking – because, like, think about how it looks from San Antonio. It's like if the Sixers trade Zaire Smith to the Spurs – He's like a carbon copy of Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. Then Shamit, they need a new franchise point guard. That could be that for this. So, I don't know, man. I really think there's a deal in the works. But if there isn't, and if we can't land one of these big guns, Paul George, LeBron James, or Kawhi via trade, then this is what we got, and we just got <laughs> got to roll with well, it. Well, then, then the next step is developing young players. Exactly. You know, what is Ben Simmons working just on? Just like Brett Brown said, we're in the business on. of star hunting and star training. Or what did he say? Yeah. I don't know. He's like star hunting 
in star development or young player development. With his Boston Before accent. we go back, Jesus. I want to go back to the Leonard thing one minute. Yeah. Uh, but but first, since we're transitioning there, Markel Fultz working with Drew Hanlon, uh, the, the the shot guru. Yeah. He's the, he's the uh, what's the guy's name? Tom House, the quarterback guru that went yeah, works Tom with Tom House. Yeah. Absolutely. His name is. He's the he's that guy for the NBA. Yeah. He's been candid that Fultz had the yips. The yips. Right? The yips is when the catcher can't throw the ball from home plate to the pitcher. Yeah. Something he's done 15 million times in his life, and he literally one day can't do it. It's, you know, it's the it's the routine thing. You're used to doing a million times, and you just can't do it. Yeah, it's like Chuck Nomlock, right? He was a second oh, base. He couldn't end. make he, a he routine couldn't throw. throw. It was. He could hit. He could run, he could field, yeah. but come, when it came to taking that ball out of his glove and throwing it 50 feet to first base, yeah. it was a train wreck. It's it, it's just amazing. It's like that that this can happen to these athletes on this level. And other people said too, Marco Fultz, like uh, I guess it's like one of his relatives or his manager. Apparently, they tried to change his shot, either quicken his release at some point, and that might have also. But apparently, Drew Hamlet, he's going to break down the shot. And this is why he might not play in the summer league. Well, why wasn't he doing this during the season? I Why had, couldn't you have sent him there in November when he was injured for yeah. rehab, secret rehab? Why yeah. were they so secretive about this? Why well, were they never – I just think they're embarrassed, man. They, uh, well, it's just – it's embarrassing for the kid. Yeah, well, that's true too. You know, yeah. and here's the thing that bothers me is now we're seeing all this Twitter hype. You've got Fultz – Dunking in a gym, shirt off, like one-handed alley-oops, and Joel Embiid, we talked about this. He's dunking on people on South Street. It's like, dude, I don't want to see one more video of Markel Fultz in slow motion, behind the back, one-handed alley-oop. I don't care. Show me him in the gym, knocking down three-pointers with somebody in his face. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. tired of it. And maybe Ben Simmons can also get right in that gym with him yeah, exactly. and, and shoot some jumpers as opposed to taking bike rides with Kendall Jenner. Let's go back All to right. the, the Kawhi anyway. situation. Sure. Why do the Sixers have to give up so much when they have the leverage? The Spurs have no leverage. Kawhi's not going back. The relationship is damaged. At some point, the other 29 NBA teams are the team – or, you know, should be in control. They should have the leverage. Well, I know you right. just said top five player, right? Yeah. Book it. Yeah. But at some point, if that top five player becomes a top five guy that's well, he on becomes your bench not, right. or yeah, in the right. press box. And listen, here's the deal, too. You're right. The Spurs have no leverage. Because even if he comes back and plays for the Spurs for this final year, he's, he's going to be an unrestricted free right. agent. And they're going to so lose him. you will get nothing yes. out of it. The only so thing it's that all I about think, let's make a deal for them, right. and they've already candidly stated that they will not trade Kawhi Leonard to the Western right. Conference. So now which we're down to awesome. fifteen teams, if that. Right. Yeah. Numerically. Three. Probably yes. Two. Probably down to a handful Two. at best. Yeah. And the other part of this equation for the Sixers is that the July first, you know, free agency signing in, in early July is around the corner. You don't want to get held hostage trying to work out a deal. You don't get it done. You miss out on the big fish. So there is some pressure, I'll say that, for the Sixers to get well, this done quickly. Right, and without you know having a real, a.k.a. general manager in place. And I think Brett Brown's doing an unbelievable job. The other thing is his relationship with Kawhi Leonard. If you heard Kawhi Leonard talk about Brett Brown, he was like, 
he was probably the most influential coach, even though he played for Popovich or plays for Popovich, that helped him grow his career. Hey, man, assistant coaches have that, that rapport. ability right. and then to the big get quit. to know they can play good cop. Right. When, when bad cop is Popovich, Brett yeah. Brown, again, I'm – Yeah, but when you break – You know, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but yeah. usually the player – the player's coach is the assistant coach. That's exactly. who you can be buddies with. Exactly. But when you break it down, you got to look at it from the Sixers' point of view, right? So you deal for Kawhi Leonard, but how much do you give up? What if he doesn't sign an extension? And this is where the problem is. If he wants to – he's desperately – he wants to go to L.A. Here's why he wants to go on L.A. Apparently he has this crazy uncle named Bob. Bob's your uncle. Now nah, I don't know what his uncle's name is. but I like Bob Leonard. That's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently he's been in his ear. Like, come on, Kawhi, we got to get you home. Go play for the Lakers or the Clippers or anyone, right? So if you can't get him to extend and you give up right. two first-round draft picks for a one-year rental, but then the question is, in in that year, if things go well, if he likes his situation, I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard would like the Philadelphia market for a couple reasons. Number one, bigger than San Antonio. Big, great city. We love it, right? The other thing is he can be like third fiddle. Because when you have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard's always been a guy that likes to stay in the background, so to speak. You never really hear him talk much. He's quiet. Now, this whole situation, what blew up and what transpired. And the other thing is you really got to do diligence here with vetting what type of injury he has. Like, how, how serious is this injury? So, I think he would like the fact that, like, he wouldn't be the star in focus. He's never been that guy that wants to take all the shine in the spotlight, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so I, I would love to see it happen. Philly over San Antonio, 365 days a year. Yeah, I've been to all Boston, day long. Obviously. Top five media market. You know, there's everything here. Trust the process, bro. Trust the process. Um, all right, <laughs> lastly, I've got a rant yes, about let's hear uh, urinals. Here we go. Uh, I'm just tired of – I'm going to be very candid here. Yes. Okay? And females are probably like, what? Like even Kara the other day when I brought it up, she's like, what do you mean? Like I don't understand the splash guards, the different heights <laughs> and sizes, the depths of the urinals, the urinal cakes. Like I'm trying not to, to piss on myself. Now the urinal okay? cakes smell like mothballs. All right? Yeah. I don't want – to pee in a toilet or a urinal and then end up with it on my shins, my feet when I'm wearing flip-flops, my shorts. Like, I don't know how to avoid this problem, okay? Yeah. I don't – if I aim for the splash guard, right, it's supposed to, I believe, not make it splash back. It splashes back more. If I aim for the back wall of the urinal, it seems to splash a ton as well. The only thing that's possible is either getting it right in the hole like I'm playing carnival games, there right? You go. The or water gun game. you legitimately – yes, the water gun game – or you legitimately have to try and lighten your stream in the process, which then means you're standing there forever trying to piss. So I'm tired <laughs> of it. I don't understand it. I don't know if it's a me thing, if well, anybody else out there has this problem. But I hate, like, I have to, like, there's been times where I've, like, I need a paper towel for my shins after yeah. I go piss somewhere. Well, I mean, I, I, I tend to have the same problem. My problem is when they have the little kid urinals that sit three feet off the ground. Yeah. And that's the only one that's and open and like, available to yeah. me. So I know what it takes about splashing your shins, man. Yeah. I so know all I about it. Do I need to find a different height urinal? You know, do I need I, to go I with the kids the, one because I'm shorter is, than you? The problem you're working with a fire hose, it sounds like. Okay? <laughs> your pressure, you know, apparently yes. 
you can drive nails with what you're doing. Well, yeah, so especially it's either that. It's either that, and it might get a little uncomfortable weird, Joe, but maybe you have to stand three feet back. You know, I don't know if the well, other yeah. patrons in the restaurant try, or wherever. I, you know, wide leg approach. Wide leg. I know, love it. <laughs> spread the feet out, narrow them up. Narrow it down. Lean yeah. back. Sometimes I feel like I'm too far away to begin with anyway. Well, maybe that's maybe that's where it's Maybe start. i got to get closer. Maybe we're on to something, Joe. This could be that maybe takes the Brother Love podcast a new level. I'll even say this. I've a been wizard guard. They have the ice, The wizard right? guard. Uh, Some bars will dump, like, huge buckets of ice in the trough. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, dude, I get to eliminate ice. Yeah. Here's my little game. How many ice cubes can I get rid of? Still splashing back. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should come up with something. You know, the, Tweet at us, the at Guard. Love Podcast. Yes. Splashback issues. Splashback issues. It's not it, like I, I'm more perplexed. I'm more at a crossroads. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Listen, uh, I mean, nobody wants it. to carry shout wipes, you know, in their bag dude, or I mean, hand uncle, sanitizer. I don't, like, you come out of the bathroom, you have, like, four drips uh, on your shorts. They look like it looks like water, but I know it's not water. Like I don't even. It's it's very my frustrating. Feet, my I, I understand. Yeah, I understand your pain. Maybe if we create this invention, we take this thing to a whole new level, Joe. The BL Podcast presented by Wizgard. What'd you call it? Wizgard. Wizgard. Yeah, anyway, I don't know what that entails. It's you know? just. I mean, there's got to be something. Yeah, it's. We invent. We have an invention for everything in this goddamn planet. Like, give me something that allows me to piss at a stream that's comfortable without wetting myself in the process. Yeah, it, um, whew, I, it's, yeah. Probably I, I a good way to end the podcast. It, it's a great way to end the podcast. What and, else you uh, got for me? Anything? I, I got nothing after this conversation. Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on it all fair, but I didn't know how we how, didn't how, talk how we one gonna... second of Eagles other than the Super Bowl score. I think that's a good thing. Well, that's We've got true. lots of time Absolutely. to dive into the schedule. Oh, man, the schedule. and Training camp. That's right. And we'll do a podcast in person in July. We'll okay. talk a lot about camp. Oh, camp, yeah. Position absolutely. battles, all that good stuff. Position battles. Who's going to make the team? Who's going to be cut? Wendell Smallwood, Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah, all right, Pumphrey, sorry, man. boys. He's getting, yeah. he's getting axed for sure. All right, Johnny Mita. As all right. always, a pleasure. Another great live podcast from Stone Harbor. Thank you, 9801. All right, follow us on Twitter, as we mentioned several times, at Love Podcast. Appreciate all the love and support. Time to de-sweat for John Mita, Joe O'Donnell. Time to Love jump you, Shauna. Until next time. See you. Thanks for listening to the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com.